praise his holy name. Um, before I begin, of course, we are all witnesses to what took place this week and um, this, the disheartening vision of, um, of a revolt. And um, we want to continue to pray for unity of our nation. We want to continue to pray for a positive transition. And uh, we want to pray for the future uh, because the world is watching us. And it's so important that, um, that we do that. So just continue to pray. And, um, you know, certain things the Lord is going to work out, certain things he's not going to work out. But in the end, his will will be fulfilled. And it's important for believers to know, watch this, that this is not as good as it gets. This down here is not as good as it gets. All right. Now, let's get into the word on today. By faith, we are able. Here's the big idea for today's message. By faith, we give God our best. Ah, let me say that again. By faith, we give God our best. Let me rephrase that. By faith, we give God our absolute best. Hmm. We've begun this series of messages with a direct set of questions. Here is the question. Do you feel stuck? And when I posed the question, I responded that my feelings about being stuck are real. There has been both a lack of progress or forward movement partnered with a presence of fear or uncertainty. And both of these can potentially compromise my service and my witness. Stuck. And so today's question is also in alignment because it asks, have you been giving God your best? Oh, my God. Have you been giving God your best as a spouse, as a single, as a parent, as an adult, as a young adult, as a teen or a child, as an employee, as a student, as one who has been born of his spirit, washed in his blood, have you been giving God your best? See, beloved, none of these questions can be answered in the positive in our own strength. We can only move forward or fulfill the, uh, the calling that the Lord has placed upon our lives or, or even giving God our best by faith. Somebody type in the comment section, by faith. That's why this series of messages is foundational for our success in 2021. Remember this, faith is being intentional, which is taking steps towards fulfillment and purpose while relying upon the word of God, which is, which is credible, even though things may seem impossible. Let me say that again. Faith is being intentional, taking steps towards fulfillment and purpose while relying upon God's word, which is credible, even though things may seem impossible. Ah, that's a lot to say. But here's another question. Do you find yourself sandwiched between two impossibilities? 
worn out by the routine of uncertainty, searching for a fresh wind and fresh fire. Beloved, I stopped by today to let you know that what you need, what we all need, is a renewal of our faith so that we can be positioned to give God our best. Do I have a witness up in here? See, God hasn't given us faith simply to testify that we are faithful. Mm. He has given us faith so that we will do. Faith is about doing. Faith is about forward. Faith is about action. In fact, every person that we'll examine in Hebrews chapter 11 did something. And they did that something with, with their faith. I was watching one of these uh, National Ge Geographic channels, and I learned about the African impala. This, this animal can jump to a height of over 10 feet and can jump a distance greater than 30 feet. But yet these magnificent creatures can be kept in a zoo enclosure, not more, not higher rather, than a three-foot wall. I need you to catch that. The animals will not jump if they cannot see where their feet will fall. Oh, God, let me say that one more time. These impalas will not jump, oh, God, unless they see where their feet will fall. See, faith is the ability to trust that that we cannot see. Faith is, is allowing us to take steps even though we don't have a road map. Faith is trusting God when we cannot see, knowing that God has got us covered. Do I have a witness up in here? So, uh, we cannot see what tomorrow holds, but we've never been able to see what tomorrow holds, but God still calls us into tomorrow. Why? Because he requires faith. Oh, somebody say by faith. Come on, say by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. We understand that the universe, verse 3, was created by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Verse 3, verse 3. Here, here is an observation that I want you to write down. Faith brings clarity for our journey. Please get that down, beloved. Faith, faith brings clarity for our journey. The writer helps us in this movement, beloved. By faith, we are able to understand and to see what God is up to. Ah, by faith, we're able to understand and to see what God is up to. Verse 3 is a direct reference of the Genesis account of creation, where everything that now exists was called into existence by the very word of God. Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered, darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, stop right there. 
Mm. Uh, something happens when God speaks. Then God said, and things began to shift into existence. Things that were not there were present. Why? Because of the very word of God and child of God. I need you to know that faith brings clarity for every believer. Hmm. Clarity for our journey. We now see what God created and we believe that his word called what is seen into being. This can only be understood by faith. Oh, somebody say by faith. Somebody say by faith. Beloved, this, this is practical faith. Practical faith. Taking God at his word, his trustworthy word so that we can see and do his trustworthy will. Oh, let me say that one more time. Taking God at his trustworthy word so that we can see and do his trustworthy will. See, when things are unclear, go to God's word. When directions are fuzzy, go to God's word. When life becomes chaotic, go to God's word. Issues with marriage. Read about love. I like that by myself. Confusion about your future. Read about trusting God. Dealing with disappointment. Read about God's restorative power. When things are fuzzy, beloved, go to God's word. Story is told hilariously of a pastor preacher who was headed to a revival and his car broke down. And this is before cell phones and he was on some backwoods country road and he, he walked to a nearby town where he had to go into this bar to use a telephone. And while using the phone to get a tow truck to pick him up, he noticed his friend Frank in the bar, drunk. He walked up to Frank he said, Frank, what happened to you, man? You used to be rich. You used to have it going on. Frank then began to tell him a sad tale of his bad investments. His businesses had gone belly up. He had lost everything. The preacher said to Frank, Frank, go home. Mm -hmm. Go home. Open your Bible at random. Hmm. Stick your finger on the page. And right there, you will find your answer. Frank took him at his word and staggered out of the bar. Pastor preacher went on about his business. Sometime later, he bumped into Frank again. Frank was wearing a Gucci suit, sporting a Rolex watch, and he had just stepped out of a Mercedes Benz. Frank said the pastor, I'm glad to see that things are looking up. I'm glad to see that things turned around. He said, yeah, preacher, things turn around, man. I owe it all to you, my brother. He said, I opened my Bible, put my finger down on the page, and there was my answer from God above, chapter 11. <laughs> 
Some of y'all will catch that. On the way home, Frank found his answer. But beloved, in a real sense, we can find our answers too. It won't be chapter 11 bankruptcy, but it'll be they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. We'll find our word that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. We will find our word that, listen, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning time when your life is fuzzy. Go to God's word. Faith, faith. Faith brings clarity for our journey. But the text is moving. The text is moving. By faith, the text says, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. Verse 4. I love that. See, these these two brothers, these first sons of creation, sons of Adam and Eve, were tasked with giving God an offering. One succeeded, one failed. Hmm. If you go back to Genesis chapter 4, you have the narrative of this story. Here it, here it is. It says, now Abel became a shepherd of his flocks. But Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. The Lord had regard for Abel's, for Abel and his offering. But he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious. He looked despondent. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you furious and why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desire, its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's guardian? Of course, King James says, am I my brother's keeper? Hmm. By faith, we give God our best. By faith, we give God, our best. One writer has declared faith is a gift from God. It is a gift of God. So is the air, but you have to breathe it. So is bread, but you have to eat it. So is water, but you have to drink it. So how do we accept this gift? Not by a feeling, for by faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. It is not for me to sit down and wait for faith to come upon me with a strong feeling of some kind. Rather, faith comes when we take God at his word. But in our text, Abel 
does exactly what the Lord requires, but his brother Cain does not able. He's a shepherd. His flocks are above ground. Oh, God. Cain is a farmer. His crops are below ground. Oh, God. Both had responsibilities and expectations from God. Both had an assignment. Cain, the text says, brought some of the land's produce. Abel, on the other hand, brought some of the firstborn and fat portions of his flock. And so the text says Abel was approved or regarded from the Genesis account because he faithfully gave God his best, believing, watch this, that God would bless the rest. Oh, my God. Abel faithfully gave God his best, believing God would bless the rest. And in the fullness of time, Cain gets mad. And I want to ask Cain a question so bad. How you going to get mad? Because you got caught. Oh, God. Cain's offering may have looked presentable to him. Mm. Or even to his brother Abel. But God has the final word, the final authority. See, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down your block, child of God, and mine too. What may appear to be good to man or to others may be entirely objectionable to God. And the question is, who do you desire to please, God or man? By faith, we give God our best. See, one writer has said, God judges what we give by what we keep. Oh, God. God judges what we give by what we keep. Abel's offering, says the text, was better. And so as we, as we launch into 2021... By faith, we're able to give God our best. I want you to begin thinking about your gifts to God, not just what's in your pocket or your bank account. I want you to think about your service as well. That is also your gift to God. It is an offering of sacrifice. But Abel's offering, it was better because, first of all, of the substance of his faith. The substance of his faith. The substance of his faith. Righteousness associated or partnered with submission. That's what, that's what made his sacrifice better. The substance of his faith. Abel's faith made the difference. And it comes down to both his integrity and his righteous motives. See, again, I'm here to let you know, we can fool man some of the time, but we fool God none of the time. God is always aware of something that no man can take note of, and that would be our motives. We can suppress it. We can say what we want to say, but the Lord God himself knows our motives. He knows if we're giving lip service or if that's really the reality of our hearts. 
Abel's, Abel's offering was better because of the substance of his faith. Also, Abel's offering was better because of the substance of his gift. Oh, stay with me, beloved. Because of the substance, the substance of his, of his gift. The text affirms in both Genesis and Hebrews that he gave his first and his best. Get that down, beloved. The substance of his gift. He gave his first and his best. What, what made Abel's offering superior, uh, says one writer, superior to Cain's, was evidently because it was an offering of firstlings. First, and it's including in that the fat portion of those firstlings. Ancient Near Easterners would commonly hold that, that deity deserved the first of whatever man, beast, or crop that was to be brought forth. The fat likewise represented the best part of the animal offering. Abel's offering shows the respect that he gave God as worthy of the best that he had to offer. So that's a real thing for every single one of us. The substance of his gift. He gave his first and his best. Now, I don't want to belabor the point, but he, he didn't give what was left over. Remember, one writer said, you know, we, we, we judge what we give, but God judges what we keep. And so in that instance, Abel, understanding the value of sacrifice, understanding the nature of God, and by faith, he gave God his first and his best, he didn't give God some. He didn't give God what was left over. He didn't give the world his best and give God what was left. He gave his first and his best. I'm going to keep circling back to that. Because many of us have not given God our best or our first. And that's because of a lack of faith. We're holding on to something. Not fully understanding what the Lord God requires. Let's stack these up. Let's stack these up. Abel's offering was better because of the substance of his faith. His offering was better because of the substance of his gift. Thirdly and finally, Abel's offering was better because the substance of Abel's gift still speaks. Oh, God, I like that. The substance of Abel's gift still speaks even though he is dead he still speaks through faith that's what your text says even though Abel is gone he still speaks through his faith beloved that is legacy Oh, somebody type legacy in the comment section. That is legacy. That, that, that is what legacy looks like when, when your faith is still speaking, even though you are no longer here. Abel's faith affirms that God is able. 
And I don't know who I'm preaching to. Of course, I'm preaching to myself, but child of God, I need for you to know in the hustle and bustle of life and all that you're trying to get, be sure that you're operating in faith, righteous faith, God honoring faith so that you can have a lasting legacy. Yes, it's good to leave a will, but it's better to leave faith. It's good to leave some money behind for your family, but it's better to leave a foundation of faith that they can stand on. Abel is gone, but he's still speaking. He's still, he's still speaking. That's because of his faith. Because of his faith. Charles Spurgeon preached to thousands in London every Lord's Day, every Sunday morning. Yet, he started his ministry by passing out tracts and teaching a small Sunday school class as a teenager. And then when people began to take notice of his gift, he began to, to expand his ministry. And he would go into small towns and minister the word of God faithfully. Little country towns. No fanfare. No big audience. Yet he used every opportunity to honor the Lord. He was faithful even in the small things. And God trusted him as a result with greater things. And here is something he has said. Dr. Charles Spurgeon, he says, I am perfectly sure that if I had not been willing to preach to those small gatherings of people in obscure country places, I should never have had the privilege of preaching to thousands of men and women in large buildings all over the land. Remember God's rule, he said. Whoever exalts himself shall be abased. And he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Let me tell you something, beloved. I need for you to embrace the reality that your faith can speak even after you're gone. That's why this is all so important. And I'm finished, but uh, I got to give you just, just three things. I want you to just, just get these real quick. Somebody put them in the, in the chat section. Number one, you got to examine your heart. That's real talk. I'm finished. Examine, examine your heart. This is for every person that's watching. I don't want, I don't want you to think that because you've been in the faith a long time that you're exempt from examining your heart. Every single believer must examine his or her heart. Not only examine your heart, secondly, examine your gift. Examine whatever it is you're presenting to the Lord, your service. If you're a leader in the ministry of Greater Bethlehem, examine your gift. We're approaching this whole season by faith. I told you that my mentor and bishop said, listen, it is faith on the go. There's certain things that we just won't know and experience and fully understand now. But in the fullness of time, as we move forward by faith, the Lord God himself will meet us at our points of need. I want to pray for you now. I want you to just get settled in. I want you to just get settled in. If you're comfortable and and it's safe, just grab someone's hand who's there with you. If not, just stretch your hands out to the screen. Right where you are. Nobody moving, nobody talking. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we humble ourselves now. Thanking you, Father God, for your word. Thanking you for the faith that we share as followers of Christ. Father, we are taking steps in 2021 by faith. We don't have all or many answers, but we trust you. And so, Father, even in this uncertainty, we are called, commanded to give you our best. And by faith, we are able to do so. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would touch every home that is representative of Greater Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please touch them. Help every person under the roof to be affirmed in their faith. To be affirmed that they have been created, saved, and called for such a time as this. Father, regardless of their age, let them know that their calling is real. And so, Father, I pray that each home, each family that's representative of our ministry would know that you have expectations for all of us. Father, you expect us to be in support of the ministry, in alignment with the ministry. But first, we have to be in alignment with you, Lord God. So, Father, any areas where ulterior motives or unrighteousness creeps in, help us, Father, to exchange that by the power of your Holy Spirit with active faith. And, Father, our offerings of both substance and service. Father, may they be our first and our best. Father, may we refrain from giving you leftover love, leftover blessings, leftover offerings. But may we give you what's first and best and trust you with the rest. Father, this is foundational for us. Help us to stand assured. Yeah. We love you and we thank you. And we ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. Praise God, beloved. Praise God for you being here. And I want to just take out a moment to speak to anyone who is watching, viewing, listening today or later on in the week. If you've never made a profession of faith or you don't even fully understand what that means, I need you to know that God loves you. He has a wonderful plan for your life. But because of our own sin that all of us are partakers, we can't fully know and experience all that the Lord has for us. So as individuals, by grace, 
through faith, faith in the Lord. We have to know, believe, and receive that Jesus Christ is God's son, sent to save, died to forgive, lives to return. Receive what he did for us. Receive the gift that he has made available. And you got to do that individually. If you say, Pastor Brown, I'm right there. I'm, I'm ready. Here's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I open the door of my heart and receive you as my Savior. And Lord, come into my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. According to your word. Listen, if you pray that prayer or you have a desire or you have just questions, please, I ask that you take a step of faith, by faith, and shoot us a text. The number should be somewhere near the screen. Or if you say, Pastor, I just need some prayer, text as well. Text whatever it is and however that we can serve you. I'm giving you a moment to do that now. Thank you.